Sunday. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. One day right down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream. Welcome to the Ambassador Podcast a resource created by a community of Christians seeking to represent God to a watching world in humility, unity, and boldness. Our goal is to educate, be educated, encourage, be encouraged, challenge, and be challenged as we pursue a heavenward perspective of God's heart for racial equity and reconciliation rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to The Ambassador. Uh, the Ambassador is a biblically informed Christian coalition that engages issues of religion, race, and culture in ways that pursue reconciliation. I'm your host, Jared Cole, and I'm joined today by my co-host once again, Persia Gambles. Hello. And Miss Tracy Spears. What up? How y'all doing? <laughs> Great. Good. Yeah. yeah. Real good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, another week, another podcast. Here we are. Here we Coming are. Going. Yeah, how was y'all? How was y'all week? Uh, it was good. I recently celebrated being natural for two years, Dang. like since like fully committing to like Look natural hair you. care. Um, and Look at you. it's been a journey, like a good one, but a journey. Yeah. If you know anything about me, I watch a lot of YouTube videos about natural hair care. Huh. And so, yeah, I'm just thankful that I stuck with it this long. Huh. Love it. Look at you. Look good, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She laid. You can't see it, but she is. You can't see it. Laid by the God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brown skin girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, dang. Um, well, I just got back from Oregon, Ooh, which is super Skodux. fun. Skodux. You said Skodux. it right. Yeah, there it is. I know you put the S at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. O's. Bring up the O's. <laughs> Dear, come on. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot Go of trees. Hawks, man. I got to throw mine in. Come on. Go Hawks. Get the ducks Black a little gold, room. Baby. A little room. <laughs> yeah, a lot of trees, a lot of hiking, yes. a lot of good food, a lot of great friends. Yeah. That's dope. Dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm coming off of a... Uh, a weekend. Uh, a lot of my wife's family's in town, and so we've been spending some time at the lake. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going back down there uh, mm-hmm. after this podcast. We're going to spend the rest of the week Frick. down there uh, at the lake as well. So, yeah, really excited about that. So, let's jump back into this, man. If, uh, if this is your first time tuning in to The Ambassador, what you can expect from us is uh, basically just biblically informed, honest dialogue and open conversation. Uh, we're aiming to create a space where tough conversations are the norm. And where we can really just come together in humility, unity, and boldness. And so, man, we were coming off of uh, an episode that we talked about uh, black anger. It was mm-hmm. an amazing episode. If you haven't had a chance to uh, check that out, go back, hit that one up before you uh, continue this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I really enjoyed recording that one with you guys and uh, just a lot of really good mm-hmm. truths. It, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little longer <laughs> than True. the other episodes, probably on the longer side than what we'll do. But man, there was there was so much truth being poured out in that. And I think it's going to be really helpful and beneficial mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us going forward. And so uh, with that said, today, our episode is going to be about justice, right? Let's talk about justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, justice, this, this, this word, right? You guys can attest to this, is, uh, is 
is a word that we often think about in terms of in doing something, right? Doing justice. Uh, but in a lot of our Christian circles, I don't think we really are entirely clear on what this means, mm-hmm. right? We we see this term justice and we think about our own justice systems, mm-hmm. right? We think about kind of uh, getting getting something back, getting getting some somebody for doing something they shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's it's really a shame, really, because justice is not a cultural term. It's not an American justice system term. Mm-hmm. It's really a biblical term. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope what we'll be able to do in this episode is talk about this term of justice in a way that, that, that gives light to a biblical reality mm-hmm. of this term, right? And so what I, what I hope to do is, is, is think about this in a way where uh, uh, we can think about justice biblically uh, and understand that it's really, uh, uh, it's, it's key to the gospel. It's not mm-hmm. something that... Uh, that is absent of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. When we think about the gospel, we we don't throw justice out. We actually have to include that. And so to get a better understanding of this term, and let's talk about a common misunderstanding, right? I talked a little bit about this, but justice is often seen as like revenge, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so we've got we've to dispel that. This is, this is something that justice is actually not. Justice is not revenge, so in the world and even in the church, like we get this confused. It's, 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 it's so difficult to understand that a wrong has been made right if the party who did the wrong thing is not hurting as much as the person that they hurt, <laughs> right? If you can probably attest to that. If, if we're honest, this can sound nonsensical, especially in our American hyper-individual and hyper-entitled thought paradigm. So if, if that's not justice, if, if, if justice isn't getting revenge, on something, we have to ask the question, what is justice then? What exactly is justice about? And so mm-hmm. this is the second point. Justice is about restitution. Mm-hmm. Justice is not about revenge, but it's about restitution. So when we have a biblical understanding of justice, justice means this idea of restoring something, restoring balance. It's not about retaliation, but about restoration, and so to get an idea of a picture you should have in your mind when you're thinking about this, think equality or think equity. Uh, so this doesn't mean that the wrongdoer, the person who has done a wrong, uh, they don't have consequences, right? Justice absolutely makes room for those consequences. The idea of restoring balance lends to the fact that there must be a giving up of something from the one who harmed and a giving to the one who received the harm. Right, so if if you can have this image in your mind, it's like imagine the Bible Project came out with this great video uh, that has resurfaced. They came out with it a while ago, but has resurfaced on social media. And there's this image in that video that shows this idea of justice. And what that looks like is two parallel platforms, one taller than the other. Imagine this. And when justice is done, the lower platform doesn't rise to the level of the top platform or the top platform doesn't sink to the level of the lower platform, what happens is there's this mutual giving, this kind of restoration act that brings both the top uh, platform and the lower platform to a completely different place, Mm -hmm. moving at the same time. There's number one, a giving up Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the upper platform and then a giving to, to the lower platform, right? To create this entirely new thing. And so I think that's the idea that we have to have in our minds whenever we think about this, uh, this idea of justice. 
And so I'm interested, like when, when you guys hear this, when you guys think of this term justice, what are some things that come to your mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I when I think of justice, I honestly um, primarily think of a fight. Like mm-hmm. I think of an active fight for something that's been done wrongly in order to correct it. Mm-hmm. Like I think of, you know, countless comic book movies, honestly, mm-hmm. or um, literally Justice League. Also, I don't like DC, so they're they're just called that. But or the Avengers, you know, something like that. But then I also uh, think of the fact that justice must precede reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, we can't demand reconciliation and unity and diversity where there isn't a push for justice at the same speed, if not sometimes at an even speedier rate, given the long-standing injustices that Black people endure every day. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think even as we talk about justice, I think even in this time, it's easy for people to, like, put justice in a category as, like, a trendy topic of, Mm -hmm. like, now I care about justice, but then it'll be not a hot topic, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. But actuality, what you were saying, Jared, previously, it's, like, a biblical term that we should actually fight for because we have a just God that cares. And so because he cares, we should be people that actually live that out. And I think, yeah, justice is not only something that we share, like when we share the gospel, we share it, but we also do it. And so we have to live it out. And so, yeah, those are things that I think of, but also I think uh, justice is a a robust commitment to what it looks like to live out the gospel of being people who, who speak up um, in a broken world. And we don't leave justice to the world to figure Mm -hmm. it out, but actually the gospel to give context to how we do that rightly. That's good. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's so important to understand, Mm -hmm. right? There's, we, I love what you said about, uh, we should care about justice as Christians because we have a just God, (laughs) you know? Um, There's, God has, you know, titles, you know, he, Mm. he is, he doesn't only care, carry out justice or care about justice, Mm -hmm. but he is just Mm. himself. Mm -hmm. These things actually stem from his being. And Mm. I think that's so important uh, to understand as we discuss these terms. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's really good. So let's talk a little bit about justice uh, and forgiveness. I want to throw this wrinkle in here to kind of help round out this conversation. When we talk about justice and this concept of forgiveness in our cultural moment, you know, we've we've got to we got to start thinking about a couple of different things, right? So, in most of my relationships, I'm seeing people kind of wake up to this understanding that justice is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let me take us back to this another situation, right? So, in our cultural moment now, we we we're, we're coming off the backs of uh, Ahmaud Arbery, mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and and, and even if we're honest, man, a, a number of mm-hmm. multiple other deaths, mm-hmm. a, yeah. egregious deaths mm-hmm. that are happening in our in our country. You know, I. Just the other day, I was I was looking at this, um, or a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at this this uh, this article on NASCAR, mm. you know. And I don't even watch NASCAR, but here I am getting this getting this you know news feed of Bubba Watson, mm. a name I just mm. learned about, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, a black race car driver who uh, finds a noose mm. hanging in his. I don't even know what you call them, like in, in his little, you know, NASCAR garage. garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's call it a garage. <laughs> um, but just it's it's so it's so crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, there, there's so many different things that's going on in our cultural moment right now. But I want to take us back to this particular one. Uh, it was a while back with uh, Botham Jean. Right. You guys might remember this story. Mm-hmm. So in this story, Botham Jean, uh, he's in his apartment. 
this officer who was off duty, this lady officer, her name is Amber Geiger, I believe. And what happens is she she gets off her shift. She apparently hasn't worked for a while now. And, uh, you know, there's, there's these arguments of, you know, was she in, in the right mind? Was she in a sound state and whatnot? But she gets back to her apartment complex. She mistakes a door for her own room. Uh, she opens the door, sees this man sitting on the couch uh, playing video games, you know, not doing anything. She opens the door, sees him, thinks it's her own apartment, apparently, and, and opens fire on him mm. and kills him right there. And so you guys might remember this this story that was a little bit graphic, but I remember the uproar in the media when that happened was not so much about Botham, but about Botham's brother. Mm-hmm. You guys remember, what did, what did Botham's brother do? I remember he... He offered the officer, mm-hmm. he gets his interview, and he offers Amber Geiger, who murdered his brother in cold blood, this radical forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And not only offered her radical mm-hmm. forgiveness, but denied uh, any kind of justice mm-hmm. needed to take place. And so in that moment, I remember there was this crazy uproar, right? There were these two responses to that. The white community basically applauded this and said, Wow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what a great Christian example! What a response! What a what a what a what an episode of forgiveness! You know, that's exactly what Jesus would have done, and, and and this is this is a great display on his brother's behalf. But on the contrary, in the black community, uh, we were in an uproar. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw this, and and we basically looked at it as another example where we were expected to just be like. Uh, we roll over, you know, mm-hmm. offer forgiveness so that we can get through this, right? The expectation has always been um, don't retaliate, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We've seen that in the riding and the looting, you know, don't retaliate, uh, accept it, and then forgive and forget, basically, mm-hmm. you know? But what was really happening is that both communities were missing each other. Uh, the white community couldn't understand how this couldn't be seen as a radical example of Christ-likeness within the black community couldn't understand how that response couldn't be seen as this type of abuse. Mm-hmm. And so, Persia, I want you to, um, Tracy's well, man, to shed some light on this, put some thoughts here uh, about, man, this cultural narrative uh, and, and what this means for, for the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this was a frequent thought I had when that, when that, case, you know, first happened and then when it went to trial, um, when, you know, all the things hit the news with, mm-hmm. with his brother. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very wrong to, or, or something that we, we should not do. I, I, I don't, we can't replace, we, we can't, sorry, we can't rejoice over the forgiveness that Botham Jean's brother gave that woman without grieving the pain and grief he had to step over to get there. Mm. You know, to 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 really uphold mm. like this is an epitome of the gospel and da 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 the the crucifixion account mm-hmm. is so jarring because it was scandalous mm. because yeah. it was something that we don't deserve yeah. because this 
innocent God-man died the death that we deserve. Mm -hmm. If we fail to look at the atrocity, the scandal, the massacre that that is, it it truly dims the the illuminated picture of the glory that it brings God. Mm. You know, if if we fail to look at the backdrop, we fail to see what's at the forefront of it, you know, and that's the picture of the gospel. Dang. You know, and and so I, I think of that. And then I also think that forgiving and forgetting is a much easier solve to someone else, like to give to someone else than to take yourself. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to be like, man, just forgive and forget. Let, let, like show grace, show grace, show grace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just an easier thing to tell somebody else to do. And I say it empathetically. Yeah. I, I say it's easier for me to tell someone to forgive and forget right. myself yeah. than it is for me to do that myself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think even as you talk about the forgiveness piece, I think what people sometimes don't recognize is that forgiveness without justice cheapens reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for someone to continuously offer forgiveness over and over again from some other person who's offended them or continuously does the same thing and is unrepentant cheapens the reconciliation. It actually stops us from actually moving towards that mm-hmm. um, because you're, you're calling what I think, well, let me stop. I think what a picture of that, maybe this might be too extreme is an abusive husband mm-hmm. beating the wife and asking, Hey man, I mean, I'm not going to say sorry mm-hmm. about it. I'm going to keep doing yeah. it, but Hey, you want to, you want to give me that forgiveness again? <laughs> and it's like, wow. man, yeah. 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 all right, I forgive you. But then what else is that going to change? Yeah. Is that going to continue to give you an opportunity to do the same thing? Yeah. I think of that sometimes like when we don't have the right view of what you just described, Persia, of the cross, mm-hmm. then it allows us to still see our sin as something to walk towards. Yeah. And that allows us to say, man, grace is abounding, so let me keep doing this. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't actually put the weight of what the gospel has done for us. Yeah. And so I think as believers, as people who want to pursue reconciliation, we can't just ask one party that's been offended and hurt to forgive us over and over again mm-hmm. without being people that say, I want to actually turn and repent from the sin that I've been walking in. So that forgiveness actually leads us towards reconciliation. Wow. Yeah. That's so good, Trace. Um, I think that's so important. It's so key. But both, both, both you guys are communicating here. Right, this this idea of justice has to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. forgiveness is not enough. Justice has to come, especially in in, in terms of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. There has to be this two part equation to it. And I was just about to speak on that. Right, I've been around so many people who are so quick to communicate that need for forgiveness, but if reconciliation is the goal, then really more than that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to divorce the need for both forgiveness and justice to take place if we're pursuing reconciliation. And so I, I, I want to kind of talk about that equation, mm-hmm. this kind of forgiveness, justice, reconciliation equation. Mm-hmm. And so the first part of that equation, I want to talk about this, is that when we have this idea of forgiveness, mm-hmm. but we don't have this idea of justice, it's exactly what you're talking about, Tracy. We get this uh, idea of abuse, mm. you know, the, I think the analogy you use with the husband and wife is, is, is perfect. It's a perpetuating abuse. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're seeing really in this, in this relationship between the majority of minority communities. And so when most Christians think that forgiveness alone is a path to reconciliation, uh, it's a wrong thought paradigm, right? That's the wrong way to think about it. Forgiveness without restitution or justice uh, is abuse. It's what we're talking about. But 
didn't Jesus forgive? You right? You always hear this question. Didn't Jesus forgive? Uh, didn't Jesus pardon us of our sins? And the answer is absolutely. He did forgive. He did mm-hmm. pardon us of our mm-hmm. sins. But mm-hmm. if we are in Christ, there is a transformation that happens in us. Yeah. You know, there's a conforming to us. You talked about mm-hmm. uh, that sanctification. Imagine if uh, you were saved, you Christians who are listening to this, and you remained the same way you once were <laughs> before Christ saved you. Mm. You know, the we can almost call it a consequence. A consequence of coming to Christ is sanctification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we talked about that before, that uh, the sanctification is painful. Mm-hmm. It's a process, uh, but it's also the just process mm. in uh, now calling Jesus our King. Yeah. To be one with Jesus, there's got to be a a justice served. That justice is his death on the cross, but then mm. us conforming to that identity as well. Uh, you know, there's transformation that happens in us, this process of, of, of sanctification. It's the just work of justice on our part, right? It doesn't feel like it, but it's legit dying to ourselves, agreeing with Christ and conforming to something that we could never conform to on our own. This is the justice. And this is what God demands. And so the the other part of this equation is is we 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 take that minus sign and we and we turn it into a positive and we say forgiveness plus justice mm-hmm. equals reconciliation. Mm-hmm. True reconciliation can only happen when forgiveness meets justice. Mm-hmm. Right? This is what Christ calls us to. This forgiveness and justice dance we can call it that takes place in us personally is the message that we are to take to everyone. The ministry of reconciliation to be restored to right relationship with God vertical yeah. and restored to right relationship with one another horizontal. Uh, something that I don't I don't wanna I do not want to interrupt you. I'm no, sorry. No, no. Um but to to call back to the the instance that you talked about earlier with mm. Bubba Watson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is so cool to me to mm-hmm. watch NASCAR's like response to all of that. Yeah. Like they, you know, I mean, first of all, they, you know, made the public statement that Black Lives Matter, um, the actual statement, not saying anything about the movement, but the statement. But then also in the response to what happened, you know, with Bubba Watson's uh, garage, they literally went on this um, this public, like, public protest at an at a actual, at Talladega Nights, I think, um, which is like a big NASCAR race. I only know that from Ricky Bobby. Um, but he, <laughs> they, they literally, the entire uh, pit crew, like all the people that are on the racing track together walked his, his car, um, his race car, the final lap, you mm-hmm. know, and, and did this like public protest, like saying, we stand with yeah. this guy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like being from Texas, NASCAR has always stood for like something that, you mm-hmm. know, white people do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like you said like we just learned this guy existed but like for for these people to collectively at a at a upper level leadership mm-hmm. level say no we are fighting for the fact that you are black and that matters wow. your life matters and you matter here and we're going to stand with you that to me that is in the in the um that is in step with justice that's great. Mm-hmm. genuinely that's great mm-hmm. yeah I wish I wish I knew the guy's name that's in my head right now. But when I first found out about the Bubba Watson thing, I, I turned on ESPN, mm-hmm. and there was this dude, like this 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 other white NASCAR driver. I, I, I wish I knew his name. Forgive me, but he was actually he was on the on the thing for an hour, mm-hmm. just talking about the injustice of it. Wow. You know, aligning himself with Bubba Watson, 
uh, talking about the whole even Confederate flag thing that just mm-hmm. recently went down with the mm-hmm. with the NASCAR stuff. And he was like, he was calling all his you know fellow white brothers and sisters to be like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are y'all what are y'all thinking? Mm-hmm. And so it was it was just it was just really so uh, so cool for me to kind of yeah. see that. True. Uh, and if you're wondering what allyship looks like, what it looks like to um, man, do justice. Speak up for these oppressed. Speak up for the marginalized, man. And be that's, countercultural. Be countercultural. That's yeah. exactly what that looks like. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, man, when we see justice solely through the lens of what we know in our justice system, we will miss what God wants us to know entirely. Mm-hmm. Our human understanding of justice will not be sufficient, right? We we have to think theologically about it. So if you take anything from this episode, here's what I want you to take. I hope you better understand how justice is, number one, rooted in the gospel, Mm -hmm. and number two, how forgiveness alone is incomplete. Look, so thank you guys for tuning again, once again, to the uh, Ambassador Podcast, Persian Tracy. Like always, y'all have been great. Uh, I'm looking forward to discussing more topics in the coming weeks. We hope for you listeners that this has been a helpful resource and we encourage you to visit our website at www.weareambassador.com where we'll be uploading a consistent stream of resources for you to dive into. If you have any questions or concerns, sign up for a newsletter where you'll receive freaking updates and an opportunity to send in questions or pursue conversation with us. Thank you for listening. We love you guys and we'll be back soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ambassador Podcast. If you would like to hear more episodes or get more information about the Ambassador, please check out our website at www.weareambassador.com.